I want to talk to you real quick this morning about, from the title, It is a Season for Promotion. It is a Season for Promotion. If you haven't been here the last six or seven weeks, I implore you, go to the website. Listen to every single message Pastor Sean has taught over the last two and a half months, whatever it's been. You need to get the thinking, feeling cycle downloaded inside of you. Because I am telling you, I believe it is the key to next level living. Amen? It is the key to next level living. I had been meditating on all the things she's been talking about and just going through and, 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 and even, even finding myself sometimes not being cognizant of my own thinking, feeling cycle. Was that anybody else's testimony? That even though you're hearing it, you catch yourself at times getting into the wrong thinking, feeling cycle. But praise God, the moment you can zap yourself out of it, you can change your whole life. Amen. You can, you can get up in the morning and start to declare and decree, to decree that you're going to have a great day. Something happens and you slip back into your old thinking, feeling cycle, and then you can hear her say, if you think a thought, you're going to release the wrong chemical. Release the wrong chemical, you're going to have the wrong feeling. You're going to have the wrong feeling, you're going to have the wrong behavior. And you say, yo, I don't want that behavior, let me change my life. And then literally, just in an instant, your whole day would change. And God said, that is the key to the next level I want to take you to. And so this morning, real quick, I want to talk to you from the subject, it is a season for promotion. I can't tell you the number of people who grabbed hope to the word that I spoke at the end of last year. And I began to tell people, and God uttered it to me on a plane. And I came back and I shared it with you. And I said, there are some people in this church that in the next several months, you're going to find yourself. Some of you, I said at the end of the year, and some of y'all took you a little longer, but praise God, you didn't give up. I said, you're going to get a new job, and it's going to propel you to a level of living you've never been before. I'm telling you, there are people in this church, and they, I've talked to them, they don't mind. Listen, Rod McCoy got a new job. Tamika got a new job. Santrice got a new job. Eric got a new job. Chris got a new job. I'm about to interview for a new job. And there are people who say, Pastor, I love my job. I say, well, increase is still yours. They done got one raise. They done got two raises. One person here done got three raises in the last six or seven months. One person got a raise and they gave me back pay from a year ago. I'm telling you, it is a season of promotion. And so last week I shared with you the word of the Lord that God gave me, and I'll share it again at the end of service, but I want us to jump right in here. Psalms 119, I asked you last week, those of you who were here, I said, listen, take the time to read it, because Psalms 119, verse 89 through 96, for this dispensation, for FOC, is a bold declaration of the unequivocal, never-yielding power of God's word and his ability to see them through. I'm telling you, God, God's word is not just powerful, but God himself stands behind his word to make sure they don't fail. Listen, God said, my word is so sure that if it fails, I'll cease to be God. So when God makes you a promise, you can stand on that thing. Amen. And so last week, if you remember, we read Psalms 119, verse 89 through 96 out of the message translation. And so I want to read it again for you real quick. And then I want to read it to you out of the passion translation. Amen. But let's look at this. It says, what you say goes, God. Is that anybody's testimony? Whatever you say in my life, that goes, God. He says, and it stays as permanent as the heavens. Your truth never gets out of fashion. 
It is always up to date as the earth when the sun comes up. Every time God speaks a word to you, that word is true. And because that word is truth, it'll always stand. Listen, God's word never goes out of fashion. I don't care if morality does. God's word is not old fashioned. I don't care what for all they used to do that in the church. They used to believe that God's word is still as true and in fashion today as the little black dress. Now, I read that this week on the airplane. They said the little black dress don't never go out of style. God's word doesn't ever go out of style. Amen. And then he says this. He says your word and truth are dependable as what? Ever. In, in other words, the moment I got saved and I believed God, it don't matter what I've been through. His word is still just as dependable. Then he says, that's what you ordered. You set the earth going. If your revelation hadn't delighted me so much, I would have given up when the hard times came. Listen, you got to fall in love with God's word. You got to fall in love with God's word so that when tough times come, you can see it through. Understand, people used to say all the time, if you just love God, everything will be all right. Let me tell you, the Bible says it rains on the just as well as the unjust. That means you will not live in this world even with God and not have problems. But the difference between them and us is that we got a God who will get us through. We got a God who will take us out, amen, and show us the way. He says, but I'll never forget the advice you gave me. You saved my life. Any test, anybody out there today? God said, you, how many of you know that if you hadn't met God, you wouldn't be where you are today? He says, but you saved my life. Listen, that's my own. I'd have been in jail or dead somewhere. I was living reckless. I wasn't caring what I was doing. I was doing stupid things with stupid people. Amen. And if it wasn't for God, there's no telling where I would be right now. I tell people all the time, none of us are better than the people sitting in prison today. None of us are better than the people who are homeless today. None of us are better than any of those people. God just happened to touch your life and you woke up and realized it enough to follow his direction. He said, you saved me. I never forget the advice you gave me. You saved my life with those wise words. He says, save me. I am all yours. And then he says, I looked high and low for your words of wisdom. The wicked lie in ambush to destroy me. But I am only concerned with your plans for me. Stop talking about your haters. Stop talking about your enemies. Stop talking about who don't like you. Stop talking about who ain't supporting you. Just focus on God. He says the wicked, they lie in ambush. We know they out there. But God already knows where they are. God already knows he's plotting and planning against you. That's why when you listen to him, he'll tell you how to sidestep all of those haters. He'll, you ain't got to focus on it. He'll tell you how to get around. You won't even know they there. He says, I see the limits to everything that is human. Everything is human has a limit. He said, but the horizons can't even contain your commandments. So it doesn't matter what your life is. It doesn't matter if you're male, if you're female, if you're black, if you're white, if you're gay, if you're straight, if you're tall, if you're short. It don't matter. When God makes a promise about your life, earth can't stop it. Can't no man put a boundary around you because God's word are greater than any human limitations. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, it is promotion time. Now, let's look at this just real quick in the, in, in the Passion Translation. Because how many of you know the Passion Translation got passion? So let's look at this in the Passion Translation. He says, standing firm in the heavens and fastened to eternity 
is what? The word of God. Fasten. When you get on the airplane, they tell you to do what? Fasten your seatbelt. Why do they tell you to fasten your seatbelt? Because in the event of turbulence, they want to make sure you don't get hurt. You ought to fasten yourself to the word of God so in the event of life's turbulence, you don't get injured. He says, standing firm in the heavens and fasting to eternity is, your word of, is the word of God. Verse 2, he says, your faithfulness follow, flows from one generation to the next. Did y'all not hear Chris singing that this morning? I'm telling you, God had already orchestrated all. His, his faithfulness flows from one generation to the next. So if God is good to you, you can be guaranteed he'll be good to your children. And he'll be good to your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren if you instill the love of the word into their lives. Amen? It says, all that you created, it sits firmly in place to testify of you. By your decree, everything stands at attention. Tell your problems. Say, problems? God just spoke. That means they can't, when you're standing at attention, you can't be messing with folk. You can't be bothering other people. When God speaks, even your problems have to stand at attention. Even your problems have to stop. And stand at attention. I was talking to a guy on the airplane this week, and he was talking. He's a, he's a military guy, and he talks about. And I don't even know the song because I'm not in the military. But I guess every day they play a particular song on base, and no matter what you're doing on base at that time, you got to stop and salute until that song gets through playing. He said he don't care if you're walking, he don't care if you're talking, it don't matter if you're in the middle of a step. You stop and stand to attention. And I, started, I had been reading this, and I thought, man, that's how problems are. Problems are getting ready to grab you, and God says, stop, and they have to just stand at attention. And watch this. When you stand at attention, you have to stand there until you're dismissed. I wish y'all could hear me this morning. I got a big old imagination. So I'm imagining some problems trying to get me and God speaking. And it stands to attention. And it got to stand there until God says it can move. And if God don't say it has to move, it won't ever move. He says, by your decree, everything stands at your attention for all that you have made serves you. All that you have made serves you. Next verse. He says, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Go back to Psalms 91. You went to Psalms. There we go, right there. He says, Lord, I'm all yours, and you are my Savior. I have sought to live my life pleasing to you. Go ahead. He says, even though evil men wait in ambush to kill me, I will set my heart before you to understand more of your ways. Now watch this. Even though I know there are people lying at wait to get me, I am not going to spend my time trying to figure out how to avoid them or get them before they get me. But what I am going to do is I'm going to set my heart before you so that I get to understand more of your ways because the ways of the Lord will deliver you. And then he finishes up by saying this. He says, I've learned that there is nothing perfect in this imperfect world. He says, except what? Your word. The only thing that you're going to find that is perfect is his word. So that's why you ain't going to fall out with people. People are like, you know, well, I just need to find a church with some good people. Well, if you find one, don't go there because you're going to mess it up. Because everybody is imperfect. So if you're looking for a perfect place and you find it, stay away. Don't mess it up. 
He says there's nothing in this world perfect, nothing at all. It's all been contaminated except for God's word. He says, for they bring such <laughs> fantastic freedom into my life. That's why I never knew I could be so happy. That's why I never knew I could be so secure. His word brings fantastic freedom into our lives. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say it is a season of promotion. Now understand this, before you and I entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ, we were living under the heavy yoke of the curses that resulted from Adam and Eve's sin in the Garden of Eden. Everybody likes to talk about sin, sin this and sin that and sin that and sin this. Understand, that, that, that's, that's great if we didn't have Jesus. But you and I have Jesus. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor. Jesus, Jesus is greater, is greater than, any than any sin. See, people have a hard time with that. But, Pastor, what about? It don't matter what you say what about. Either God is bigger than sin or he isn't. And if he is, then we don't have to spend time focused on sin. We can focus on Jesus. Most churches spend 90% of their time focused on sin. But Jesus said in his word when he was on the cross, it is finished. And so if it's finished, we don't have to spend our time trying to figure out who we sin less than. Because then church becomes this place of who, could, who, who has sinned more than me. Because now I'm not the worst. But the fact of the matter is the Bible says that if you have committed one sin, you committed all of them. So that's why his word brings us such fantastic freedom. Because now maybe I didn't sin like you and you didn't sin like me, but he set us all free. Anybody set free this morning? Anybody set free and you know you're free? Understand this. When Jesus came, he broke the curses and allowed believers to access the supernatural power that gives us promotion. He came into the Bible says for this cause was Jesus manifest. For this cause. See, a lot of people think Jesus came for a whole bunch of other reasons, but he didn't. He came for one reason. And the reason he came was to do away with the penalty of sin. And Jesus has done that. It is finished. He's back sitting with the father and wondering why we spend so much time on sin. He said, I wish you spend less time on sin and more time on being promoted. Because that's what I have in store for you. I took care of the sin issue, so you ain't got to spend time feeling bad about sin all the time, that you can just focus on me. Because when you focus on me and my word, I lead you out of any sin. Promotion comes from God. It's not doled out by man. And so many times we're, we're spending our time trying to make the right connections. We're trying to go to the right events. We're trying to hobnob with the right people. Understand something. God can cause you to get promoted in when, when you are the least person in the room. You, don't, you, you do not have to circumvent your morality and you do not have to circumvent your morals in order to try to get promoted in some area. In fact, when you get focused on the things that God gave you, the Bible says they will chase you down. They will chase you down. There's a scripture in the Old Testament. It talks about it. It says that when you get your mind on God, the things that you desire, you forget about, and you start focusing on God, and those things that you used to go after now start coming after you. 
Oh, somebody ought to say this. Say, jobs are coming after me. Say, new houses are coming after me. Say, health is coming after me. Say, good relationships are coming after me. Yeah, because my focus is going to be on God. We have been lifted up and we can now enjoy the kind of elevated life that God wants us to. But so much of this is connected to that thinking, feeling cycle. Because understand this, a proper mindset allows God to promote us and make us a positive example for others. You can, God can want to promote you, but if you are not in line with God, promotion will elude you. Because God is a gentleman and he won't come into your life and override your will. God, God will hold the door. A pastor said it to me like this one time. He said, God will hold the door open for you, but he won't push you through it. So God can open all these doors of promotion, but at some point you've got to develop the right mindset to believe, number one, that promotion is for you. And number two, just because you get promoted and other people doesn't, it doesn't mean that there's something, you, you don't have to feel guilty about that. You don't know what other people have or haven't done. So when God gives you the opportunity for a promotion in whatever area it is, if it's from God, accept it. God lifts up people who are humble and people who are hungry. But humble don't mean it's false sense of humility. Listen, I we were talking about this last week. We go to church, you go to church with some of the most gifted people in this city. Some of the most talented people in this city. In fact, there are people who say you are so gifted and so talented. Sometimes they're like, I don't even know if I belong over there. You are so gifted and you are so talented. And because you're so gifted and because you're so talented, you don't have to have this thing that says, oh, I'm not worthy. We read the song. No, you didn't deserve it. But he did it anyway. So watch this. If God will give you something you didn't deserve like salvation, why wouldn't he give you a new job? Why wouldn't he give you a good boyfriend, a good girlfriend? Why wouldn't he give you a good spouse? Why wouldn't he give you whatever you're looking for? Why wouldn't God give you that if he gave you Jesus? If he gave you Jesus, why wouldn't he give you that? Why wouldn't he give you the answer to a problem if he gave you Jesus? In fact, the Bible says if any man lack wisdom, just let him ask. He says, and God won't just give you the answer to that one. He'll give you the answer to a bunch of other things, too. He said, because when God gets to answering stuff, he can't quit. It says he give it to you unabradeth. Amen. One example of God rising up humble people can be found in 1 Samuel 16 when God elevated David. I won't go through the whole story, but you know, David was just a little shepherd boy. He was just a shepherd boy out there tending sheep. All of his brothers thought they were going to be the next king. Samuel came by. He couldn't find the oil. The cruiser oil didn't flow on them. And it got out to David. And everybody was like, how can that be David? Listen, some of y'all going to be some Davids in your corporations. Some of y'all going to be Davids. People going to be wondering why it is that you're the one that everybody favor, why it is that you're the one who people come to for answers. Because when you have the Holy Spirit involved in your life, he will give you answers to problems that people never had solutions to before. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. God will take you and promote you. And that's why you can't be afraid to walk through the door. Because when you walk through the door, you may not have all the skills that you need in order to do what you need to do. But you are never alone. God will help you. Amen. In fact, go somebody will tell somebody who believe in God for a job bigger than where you are right now ought to say, God will help me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's look at Psalms 40 and 2. Psalms 40 and 2. It talks about how God promotes. It is a season of increase, a season of promotion for us. 
Psalms 40 and 2 says, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet up on a rock, and he established my goings. Listen, it doesn't matter where you are today. God can reach down and wants to reach down and pull you up to a place that is unlike you have ever lived or seen before. God wants to establish your goings. All he needs is for you to stretch out your hand. And when I talk about stretching out your hand, I'm talking about your mind. He needs your mind to be open. See, some of us, we lived in what's called a fixed mindset. And in that fixed mindset, it basically says if God's going to bless me, this is how he got to do it. And if God don't bless me this way, then I ain't going to be blessed. And God says, don't put me in a box. I got millions and billions and trillions of ways I can bless you. And so so, sometimes you got to be careful that you don't get so dogmatic about how God has to bless you. And you just open your mind and say, God, however you want to bless me, however you want to do it, God, whoever you want to use. And that's why you got to be open when God tells you to move, when God tells you to do something. It's funny because I originally last week on the plane, I almost never sit by the window. I always sit by the aisle and I try to sit up front if I'm not in first class. And so, I, but I, when I got my ticket, I, I don't know why, but I felt the need to move back two seats and to sit uh, by the window. And I did, and that's when I ended up sitting by the military guy. And that's when we got to talking about the song. And I was like, boom, that's the part I needed for my message. Now, here I am. I don't know why I'm moving seats, but God already knew I didn't know nothing about no military. He was like, I can't have you messing up the message, so let me put somebody beside you who can tell you what you need to know. You don't know what God is doing. In fact, tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, right now, God is already working out something supernatural on my behalf. Oh, I wish I had about three folk who believe that. Right now, God is working out something supernatural on your behalf. Something you're going to need in August is being worked out right now. The word of God rescues us from whatever horrible pit we may find ourselves. And here's the, and watch this. God's word is, is, is like a life preserver. As many times as it gets thrown to you, you can grab hold to it. It, it, you, God doesn't just rescue you one time. God's not like us. We rescue somebody two, three times. We're like, next time you get in that situation, you're going to have to fend for yourself. I ain't going to be out here all day throwing you this life wrap over and over and over. But God says, as many times as you call me, I'll throw you a life wrap. But his desire is that we get to the place in our life where we don't need the wrap. We can throw it to somebody else. That's what promotion looks like. Let's look at Psalms 24. Psalms 24, 79. It says, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? It is the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Look at your neighbor and say this. Say, we are not going backwards. Say, we are only going up. We are only going up. That's it. We are not going backwards. Sometimes we start talking about promotion and what, and what people start doing is they start thinking about ways they can cut back to get more. God is not a cut back God. I said, God is not a cut back God. You don't have to cut your cable off to be promoted. You ain't got to take your nails off to be promoted. You ain't got to not get your hair done to be promoted. You ain't got to not buy the shirt to be promoted. God's got more than enough. 
But that's why you got to have a growth mindset and not a fixed mindset. A growth mindset is I'm willing to grow and see other options. Pastor Sean was talking about the thinking feeling cycle. I got into a situation the other day and I needed, I needed to get something done. I need to get it done quick. And how many know when you, get, when you get in that situation when you need to get something done quick you, and you start thinking it doesn't happen that way, you just get frustrated and you can't get it done. And she was like, think and feeling cycle. That's all she said, think and feeling cycle. And immediately I was like, okay, I got to calm down. And once I was able to get myself calmed down, I immediately heard God tell me exactly what I needed to do. So many times God is talking to us about what we need to do, but we can't hear him because we are constantly focused on what's going on in our heads. Amen. So we're not going backwards. We are only going up. Amen. Listen, church, we've been liberated from bondage. God is affording us the opportunity to go to places that we've never been before. Jesus has already won this war. He will not let the enemy devour us. The enemy cannot win. The only thing that's stopping us is us. I know people say that sounds like secular humanism, but it's the truth. The only thing that stops you from getting saved is if you decide you don't want to be. So if the most precious, the most valuable thing in the world is in your control, everything else has to be. Everything else has to be. But we must be able to see the victory before we see the victory. We have to be able to look at things with our spiritual eyes and not want to go back with our natural eyes. The children of Israel were guilty of this. The Bible says that they prayed and they asked God to deliver them from the hands of Pharaoh and that God delivered them in miraculous ways. Think about it. They was being led in the daytime by clouds. They were being led in the nighttime by fire. God anointed their, their body so that their clothes didn't get old. It didn't wear out. They didn't have no food, so he rained food down from heaven. They complained. They wanted some meat. He gave them meat to eat. They got to a place where they couldn't cross, and he split a sea for them. And when they got to the promised land, the place that the Bible says was flowing with milk and honey, it says they got there. And before they got over there, they was talking about, man, would we have just died in Egypt? Oh, if we could have just stayed in Egypt and had them onions they was giving us. Oh, it don't matter that it was breaking our back. It don't matter that it was asking us to work three times as hard. If I could just get back to what it used to be. Because when you leave something, and go to something new, and you have to have the fortitude to go through it. If you're not careful, your brain will want you to go back to what you came from, and your brain will lie to you and tell you that he was better or she would. I tell people all the time, there's a reason you broke up. Why are you going back? We're not going back. I broke up with some stuff, and I ain't going back to it. But we got to see the victory. You got to, listen, you got to see yourself rich when your bank account is negative. You got to see yourself healed even when you're going through chemo. You got to see yourself relationship being built even when y'all standing in each other's face cussing each other out. You got to see it before you see it. Because it'll change your behavior. If you see, listen, I don't smoke cigarettes. You know why? I'm not a smoker. You know why people smoke cigarettes? They're a smoker. So if you're living in a place that's not victorious, you know why? Because you're seeing yourself as not victorious. It's tough, but it's right. 
There's a whole lot of people who got a whole lot less than all of us, and they're happier than some of us. I ain't say all, see that? Because I'm happy. I never knew I could be this happy. I never knew I could be this secure. But it's a whole lot of people out there who got less than you got, but they are happier than you are. Why? Because they have chosen to be happy. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, happiness is an inside job. It's an inside job. You got to learn to be happy here first. It ain't your spouse's responsibility to make you happy. It ain't your co-worker's responsibility to make you happy. It ain't your parents' responsibility to make you happy. It ain't your church member's responsibility to make you happy. It ain't your pastor's job to make you happy. Happiness is an inside job. And you can be happy wherever you are. There's a wonderful story about a man named Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl was a uh, refugee and was held in a concentration camp. And if you ever read the story about Viktor Frankl, you'll understand that he was in that concentration camp and they tortured him every single day he was there. Every single day. And when he finally got out and everything, everybody was asking him how it was. All he talked about is how many times he went for walks in the tulips. They was like, what? He talked about how he spent time at the beach. He talked about how he played with his kids, how he saw his family. Why? Because even though they had him locked up, they couldn't take what was inside. Even while he was being tortured, he chose to focus on something else. And now because you can't buy the new beans, you got an attitude. I mean, you got a car. It just ain't the one you maybe want right now. And so you got a bad attitude and you can't come to church because somebody you said you th somebody told you somebody may have said something about you. And so you got an attitude and now you won't even come to church to get the word because of what somebody may have said to somebody who heard what somebody said who may have said. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time to grow up. You got to see the victory before you see the victory. Amen. Listen, God can promote us when no one else can and when no one else will. I tell people all the time, yes, you may be black. Yes, you may be male. Yes, you may be white. Yes, you may be female. Yes, you may be disabled. Yes, you may be this. Yes, you may be that. They can't stop what God does in your life. Do we have systematic systems of oppression in this country? Absolutely we do. But you got a God who can suppress a system. Now, it's my job to advocate for everybody and to make sure that those systems are eventually torn down. But I ain't got to wait for them to be torn down for my promotion to come. I got a God who will suppress a system just for me. I can be black, I can be white, I can be Hispanic, I can be Pacific Islander. It don't matter. You can't stop what God has for me. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I'm through being a victim. Oh, somebody give God some praise on that. I'm done with being a victim. I'm done with being a victim. I don't care who they got in the White House. It ain't going to stop what's going in my house. Because God is bigger than any situation. Promotion. Look at this. Psalms, Psalms 75, 6 and 7. Let's look at Psalms 75, 6 and 7. It says, promotion. Now, I want you to watch this because I've always quoted this wrong. I've heard people quote this wrong. It says, promotion cometh neither from what? 
The east, nor the what? West, nor the what? It says, but God is the judge. He put us down one, and what does he do? He set up another. It's a direction missing. Now, I've always heard people say, I quoted this wrong myself. We say it all the time. Promotion comes from what? Not from the north, south, east, or west, but promotion comes from, but the scripture don't say that. I went back to look to make sure my Bible didn't, didn't get scratched out. Go back to verse 6. For promotion comes neither from where? Or where? Or where? So if it don't come from them places, where does it come from? You got to get your eyes in the right direction. That's why the scripture says, I look toward the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. He said, promotion ain't going to come from your left or your right. It ain't going to come from down here. It ain't going to come from your network and all this other stuff. That may be something I use, but promotion is granted by me. Promotion only comes from the north. It is where God resides. For God is above everything in your life. Amen? The reason we experience promotion is to display God's goodness and to do kingdom business. I have to say that because God ain't getting you. God is not ready to promote you just so you can floss on your haters. See, a lot, a lot of people feel like that. Like a boy, if I, if I came up, I'd show them. I remember one time years ago, years, years ago, uh, Pastor Sean, they used to have these things called MTV Cribs. Y'all remember that? MTV Cribs. They used to go in people. See, some of y'all like, what? Y'all, y'all too young. But the, 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 us older folk remember MTV Cribs. And there was an episode of MTV Cribs. And on MTV Cribs, they had Russell Simmons and Kamorley Simmons on the show. And man, their house was in New York, and it was before 9-11, so they lived right down where the towers were. Their house was lit. I mean, it was just lit. But the whole show, Kamorley Simmons kept talking about all the stuff she had. And usually when they do people's house, they'd be like, oh, this is where the magic happened. You know, this, this, that, that's their favorite line when they show the bedroom. This is my cause and everything. But she spent almost the whole show talking about how she had all this stuff, Versace plates. She had leather-covered walls. She had all this stuff. And then she said something interesting. She said, and this is for all the people who talked about me when I was in elementary school. You was a grown woman. You still harboring feelings for people who talked about how you looked in elementary school? Listen, you got, you got to free yourself. When God promotes you, it's not so you can go back to your hometown and stun on somebody and say, ha, look what I got. The purpose of promotion, <laughs> the purpose of promotion is so that it puts you in a position to do kingdom business. I tell people this all the time. I believe it with everything in me. God wants you to be wealthy, but God doesn't want you to be wealthy just so you can stunt on your neighbors. God wants you to be wealthy because he knows if he puts wealth in your hands, then when he needs that wealth to get to somebody, he can talk to you about it and you'll be a distribution center for him. That, but that's the reason I tell people right now, if you won't give $10 when God asks you to give it, you lying saying you're going to give a million. You ain't never, listen, you think it's hard to give $10. But if you got millions and God asks you for it, you say, well, if I had millions, that wouldn't be a big deal. Well, you got hundreds. Come on. He asked you for 10. It's all relative. It's all relative. 
And so you got to get to the place where you say, you know what, I want God to promote me, but I, really, I understand this promotion is not just for me. Now watch this, because some people take it the opposite direction, nor is it for you to give all your resources away. Because people are like, either you got to give it all away or you can't give any of it away. The reality is God wants you here. He wants you rich enough to have a good time to go on any vacation you like of your choosing without you having to discount it. He wants you to be able to go multiple times a year if that's your desire. But he also wants you to have enough to have more in store so that in case he needs to get to somebody else, he can ask you and you'll be happy to do it because you know it's all he is anyway. In fact, we used to say this all the time. Take your neighbor and say, neighbor, everything I have. Belongs to, God. belongs to God. And if it ain't true today, watch this. You just keep saying it and you watch it to be true in your life. Everything you have belongs to God. Amen? Let's look at Ephesians 3.20. Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now unto him that is able to do what? Exceeding abundantly what? Above all that we what? Ask or think according to the power that does what? Worketh in us. This is our season of promotion. With all that we have learned concerning how to govern ourselves according to the correct implementation of the thinking-feeling cycle, there's no reason we shouldn't be walking in victory. There is, no, there is no reason if you've been coming to church here that you have not learned to put this in play in your life. If you are not doing this now, it's because you aren't trying. Amen? Oh, I'm not fussing at you. I'm simply saying you got to get it. It's like when, when we was in school, and I don't, even know, I don't even know why he stopped doing this, but when we were little, we had to memorize our multiplication facts. Yes. You couldn't take out your phone. You didn't have no phone, but you couldn't take out your calculator and do your multiplication facts. You had, you had a time test, and it, and it wasn't no 12 in a, in a minute. You had to do like 60 a minute. That means that you didn't have time to be thinking. You had to know them. Now they don't even make kids do their multiplication facts. And then they wonder why they struggle with algebra. Because you can't do algebra if you don't know your multiplication facts. It just takes too long to sit there and no. You got to know them nines. Mm, see, 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 some of like, oh, some of y'all got scared all over again. You got to know them nines, okay? And so if you, if you refuse to learn multiplication, you can't be frustrated when it's time for algebra. If you refuse to get into this thinking, feeling cycle and understand it, you can't be confused when promotion is not happening. Because the devil's job, listen, tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, you have an adversary. And watch this, the only place the enemy can attack you is in your thinking. He can't come and, and, and make you denounce God. He can't do that. He can't come and pick you up and hold you tight so you don't come to church. He can't do that. The only thing he can do is to talk to you through your thought processes. But if you learn to defeat him in the battlefield of your mind through this thinking, feeling cycle, victory is all but guaranteed. Amen? Look at Psalms 3 and 3. God gives us the strength to see beyond the natural, but we have to be willing to see beyond the natural. We have to be willing to see beyond the natural. And it's, sometimes it's so easy to just see what's there without really seeing what's there. Because it's much easier for me to look at my account and say, well, this is what my account says, so this is what I can afford. As opposed to saying, what did God say? God said this, so I believe that however God wants to do it, this is mine. You got to learn to see beyond the natural. Psalms 3 and 6 says, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory, watch this, and a lifter up of what? Mine head. 
So when things get down, you got to learn through that thinking feeling cycle where you get your head lifted up. You get your head lifted up in God's word. So you have to become a lover of his word. Amen. I declare that there is presently a change and a shifting and a lifting taking place in FOC. I declare that there is a there is a there is a, a season of promotion and increase is going to come to us. I want to end with this. Look at Isaiah 60 and 1. Isaiah 60 and 1 says, arise and shine. Why? Because your light is come. It says, and the glory of the Lord is risen up on thee. Now let's look at this in the Amplified because it, 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 it adds something here. It says, arise. It says, from what? Your spiritual depression to a new light. Shine, be radiant with the glory and the brilliance of the Lord, for your light has come and the glory and the brilliance of the Lord has risen up on you. It says literally today is your day to begin acting like everything God has already promised is already done. And I say to people all the time, what would you do if everything God promised you came to pass today? They're like, oh, I'd be so happy. It's today. It's today. The people go, oh, but it can't be today because I ain't got so-and-so. You know why you don't have it? Because you ain't got it. It sounds crazy, but you, listen, I had married Pastor Sean before I ever asked her to marry me. Come on. How do I know? Because I went and got a ring first. Come on. I went and got a ring first. I didn't say, hey, will you marry me? And she go, yeah. And I go, well, let's go get a ring. Right. <laughs> I had prepared. Because I saw myself being married to her. And when you see yourself as something, you behave different. When you see yourself as something, you behave different. I I talk to to, to younger people all the time. And we had uh, an occasion to talk to a young lady yesterday. And, and we were talking to her about some different things. And, and one of the things Pastor Sean said to her, it, just, it was so good, too, because it was so Pastor Sean. She was talking to the young lady, and she said, and listen, let me tell you something. And when Pastor Sean said, listen, let me tell you something, oh, brother. <laughs> and so what she said to her, she says, I don't care who you date. She said, don't you let nobody, I mean nobody. And then she pointed to the board and said, not even him, keep you a secret. I don't care how much you like him, don't you let him keep your secret. Many, many times what the enemy wants to do is he wants you to be so ashamed of what God said he's going to do for you, he wants you to keep it a secret. Don't say nothing until it come to pass. Because if you say something, folk folk going to be hate. I hate when people say, I I be moving in silence. You be moving scared. (laughs) Quit lying. You scared. Because you ain't silent about everything else. You ain't silent about what you sure about. Now, you know, you know, you got to be, got to be careful. You got to move in silence. Yeah, because you're afraid that if you say God's giving me a new job and then three months later you haven't got it, folks will say, I thought God was giving you a new job and you ain't going to know how to defend it. When if you were smart enough, you say, listen, I got the new job today. I told you I was going to get it. Now, it may take some time to manifest, but I already got it. I believe I receive when I receive. Yeah. Hey, I, I say I'm saved, I ain't in heaven yet. Come on. Come on. I declare I'm saved, I ain't in heaven yet, though. Come on. 
And so if I can do it with salvation, I can do it with a job. Amen. Amen. Listen, let me let me read this. What we read last week and we're going to be done. Go to the word for FOC. Here's what I wrote down a couple weeks ago. I was on an airplane. I get some good stuff on an airplane. I spent a lot of time on plane, too. A word, amen. That's going to be the next year. She said private, amen. But until then, I'm going to keep on flying. What are we doing, amen? Amen. This is what it says. Over the course of the rest of this year, you will see that I am beginning to open up the eyes of your understanding. Listen, I wish you would get this. This really happened for me. You know, people was laughing. They were like, Pastor Edwin, you going to ever preach again? I was like, I'm preaching again, but right now I'm getting my life changed. I was listening to Thinking, Feeling, Cycle. And I don't know, some of y'all in here, y'all not like me, but some of y'all like me. Y'all type A, concrete, sequential people. You control freaks. I know you are because I like you most. I like y'all the most. I want y'all on my team. Because I know that you're going to be a control freak, and I like control freaks because control freaks are going to make sure stuff get worked out. Okay. People who aren't control freaks be like, ah, we may show up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 <laughs> it says, over the course of the rest of this year, you will see that I am beginning to open up the eyes of your understanding. And as I do, you will see all the things that the enemy has veiled. For I have taken off the veil and the things that you have been dreaming about, you will see. It says, and my word, and my word that you attend to hear, you will hear it, and you will go forth in my strength, says the Lord, for I have spoken my word about you, and heaven has already recorded it. It is so. It shall not return void. As you go forth in this supernatural year of breakthrough, I have already gone before you. I have placed, I have already made every crooked place straight. I've already released the angels of the Lord to go and to fight for you. They will fight your adversaries. They will fight and your adversaries will be no more. For what you have seen in my word, because of your faith, you will now see in your life. And what you see, you can have because I've already declared it. For this year will be your best year so far. You have already started off in the race. I've given strength to the swift. I've given strength to the strong, and there will be none left behind. The Lord says, for I have gone before you, and I have already released the winds of change. I have released the sound of your breakthrough. The earth has been travailing and crying and groaning for your manifestation, and it is now time for you to manifest all that I have placed inside of you. He says, now go forth and reap the harvest. I am healing your soul and I am healing your body. I am the Lord God that healeth thee. So go forth in my name. Prosper even as your soul prospers. Go forth with the praise for what you hear and believe you will see.
For I am the voice behind you, telling you, this is your year, and this is the way to go. Finally, go forth and gather the souls that I have already made available. They are waiting to be added to the Son of Righteousness. My first son has already risen. He has healing in his wings. So go, saints. Go in my name, says the Spirit of the living God. I tell you, the next six months, you ought to take portions of that, and it ought to be your daily food. Whatever part of that word resonates for you, you ought to read through that. When I hear him talking about releasing the winds of change, there's so much change happening in the kingdom right now. And, and, and I'm telling you that there are, there are things that God wants to use you for. There are some people on, speaking metaphorically, on the backside of the mountain that God wants to bring to the forefront. You guys have gifts. You have talents. You have skills. And most of all, I believe you have the anointing of God on your life. And so I want to decree and I want to declare this over your life. That starting tomorrow, July 1 to December 31st, there will be an explosion of favor, of anointing, and promotion over your life. Every person who grabs hold to this word and believes what it says, it shall not return void, but it shall go and it shall produce everything that God has already said about your life. I declare it to be so in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, if you receive that, come on and give the Lord some praise this morning. Amen. Amen.